Welcome back to Couch and Pepper, episode 3. Welcome back, Pascal. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, Patrizia? I'm doing amazingly fine. I'm actually very tired, but I'm here tonight for our friends. Actually, we should do it again. All our friends from Nairobi, from Sydney. I would like to say bye, a hi, especially to our friends in Nairobi clicked so many likes how many likes we got on the last post Pascal? 400 a lot but also from Thailand Thailand man Thailand really guys uh, thank you so much for showing your love so for showing your likes I hope also that you like the podcast and also love and also love but also for the love also for the love I think you got you, you guys liked our um, I don't know did you like our jokes I don't know if I would like it but it's time for a new podcast a new podcast what are we talking today about well it's been a, actually quite an exciting weekend for Serie A finally was it? there was a team after many many years maybe two mm-hmm. they won 7-0 against another team Juventus versus Scansuolo or Sassuolo why do you call it Scansuolo Pesc? Scansuolo is a joke weird in Italy about when Sassuolo meets Juventus Scansuolo meets to like to slide apart and basically let the other team scoring. That's what happening when Juventus basically won 7-0. I was at the stadium and we will talk about B3 and I've never seen such a worse match. Pesk, thanks so much for going to the stadium for us and to watching the Juventus Consola match, but actually I disagree completely with you. Juventus. And then what are we going to talk about? Let's keep it in the second time. What are we going to talk about more? We're going to talk about what's going to be next for Juventus, actually, because uh, uh, Champions League is approaching, Napoli is not there, uh, Juventus is there, is, uh, is fighting against Tottenham, and uh, I watched the game uh, Tottenham versus Liverpool, actually it was Liverpool versus Tottenham, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about it, then we're going to react to the goals of Benevento versus Napoli, on purpose, we didn't watch the highlights, so that we could comment with you guys, and uh, last least but not least or last but not least it's uh, one of uh, our greatest uh, Italian players of our times Sergio Pellissier to whom we dedicate our special dinner of the night which is called the Pellissier chicken meatball paradox (laughs) so let's let's start briefly with the preparation of the Pellissier chicken meatballs so and with the side of course and the main side is the polenta why polenta polenta is basically a side dish that we have in the north of italy and pellissier is from the north of italy actually from val d'aosta originally that uh, you eat together with meat mushrooms and so on and this the typical dish from the mountains that's where pellissier is from as well so pellissier as well started his career with torino because it was probably next to val d'aosta where he was from he moved uh, to uh, Genoa, if I remember well, for a season, but actually didn't play any matches. To Spal, a team we talked last week about it. Great team, it's a great team. And then moved to Chievo Verona, where he found this basically apex, where he found all the best... Uh, I think he got married uh, with the president of Chievo Verona or something like that. Yeah, Campedelli. <laughs> they got Special together. union together. Uh, no, where actually... He became the record man for presence and goals for Chievo Verona. At the moment, 495 presence for Chievo Verona, like football, like football matches, caps. Most of them, like where he's a captain as well, and uh, like score like 110 goals. Actually, two presence in the Champions League. Champions League with Chievo Verona. Pellissier. Was he playing PlayStation or was that real? 
No, it was it was real. It was real, and after Calciopoli was one of the things. But what's this sound that we're hearing about? I don't know. What is it, Pesk? You burning down the house again? The water is ready to be pre to prepare the polenta. So small preparation for three person that we are tonight. We need four cups of water. Okay. So let me just do it quickly. Meanwhile, did you like Pelissier at any chance? I I mean uh, Sergio Pelissier. He was always one of those players that I would buy fantasy football. It was my fifth uh, buy. If you guys don't know what's fantasy football, it's basically this game we play in Italy. We pretend we're um, we're uh, like Manager. coaches and managers, presidents. We make an action of all the football players with uh, some imaginary money. We can call it we can call it uh, monopoly money or bitcoins, if you if you if you may. Oh my God, I would love to play fantasy football with. Um, uh, Coins. We could have done it in the 2008 and now we could be rich, very rich. So rich. Say hi to Brogado. Hi, hi to Mr. Mr. Brogado, which, yes, it's there. So anyways, uh, he was playing, um, he's always done a job. The thing is that since four years, Pelissier is not really playing in the first 11 anymore. No, he's not anymore in the initial squad, but he's always there when he needs. And uh, he does always the same uh, Pelissier goals, the meaning those headers. Uh, those shoots that are a little bit rough. He's a little, little, little fox, right? It's like a Pippen Zaghi, but with more technique. That's a paradox. That's the Pelissier paradox. When I was like a kid, like a kid meaning in uh, uh, 2004, so not so much a kid, but like in my late uh, well, teenager you, you were times. unemployed already, I think. Yeah, yeah, in my late teenager times. And uh, my favorite couple was Pelissier Tiribocchi. Pelissier Tiribocchi, that's for, uh, for people that really love football and uh, ugly haircuts. But yes, so why why did you pick this uh, polenta avec chicken uh, chicken uh, polpette, dear Pask? I mean, okay, it's from Aosta, mm -hmm. but uh, this polpette. Well, this polpette. You want to comment on it? Well, polpette. You wish to comment on it? On my polpette, of course. Can you can you comment on it? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so these meatballs are particular because they're made with chicken, first of all, carrots and spinach, handmade. But what if by our my mother? So it's a little bit of a trick because, as all Italian people, we have our food prepared by our mothers. It's classic, classic. But now it's time to eat them, and so we made a side dish with polenta. But meatballs are pretty easy to do, and you can do it as well at home. You just need some macinato. How do you call it in English, macinato? Mashed. Okay, mashed meat. Mashed meat. Then doing these meatballs with a bit of flour and the, the, the things you want to eat inside, and uh, to put together with uh, whatever side dish you want. Do you, do you need also eggs or something? No. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't uh, use eggs. Just not make too heavy. Let's just uh, remind that Pesca is from Benetton. I'm, I'm from Campania, which is basically putting together, I don't know, Ying and Yang or uh, the guys from uh, Okutonoken. I'm pretty sure our friends from Singapore watch Okutonoken. Okay? This is a how, match. How many friends from Singapore do we have? At five live right now. Okay, well, Pesca, but what are you doing? You're putting some salt. Just for three people, as we say, four little cups of water, four cups of water. And then you warm it up. Exactly, till the boiling point. Um, then we put some uh, salt, a little spoon of salt. and Tablespoon? Tablespoon. And then we add the, the main ingredient for the polenta, and only ingredient, the flour, yellow flour from polenta. Okay? Okay. 
and now we're gonna mix it together in the water actually first of all I'm just boiling a little bit the water because it's not anymore that warm so thank you and we're waiting for the boiling point meanwhile basically just like uh, doing Nesquik with milk exactly polenta is the Nesquik of uh, food and the people from the north are called in Italy polentoni because we eat a lot of polenta they eat a lot of polenta and that's the reason why Pesky is eating polenta tonight and I'm ordering a pizza. Uh, well, going back to what happened in Serie A, Pesk, well, you had the honor, the pleasure, I and maybe the Intazo to uh, go watch one of the most underrated football matches in recent history, so Juventus as well. It was an act of a challenge because I'm not a Juventus supporter, actually I really dislike Juventus. Yeah, this is offensive and uh, we apologize to everybody who supports Juve, so go on. Basically, just in Italy and uh, no one else because all the other people don't support Juventus. Yeah, because they're a bunch of losers. But of Italy. Boo! A bunch of losers don't support Juventus. tell us if you support Italy, but I'm sure you all support AC Milan, Inter, even Rome, but not so many people supporting Juventus. Uh, Juventus won six Scudettis in a row, is the leading champion of all the Italian championships ever. But uh, so you went to the stadium anyways by mistake, so you were yeah. sitting. I was sitting in tribuna okay. in, the, in the main side, and uh, I went there with my girlfriend and we watched Juventus Sassuolo. You guys are very rich, tribuna, say, you're rich. We have to thank some special friends. An admirer, <laughs> and then, so. And our special admirer. That, basically thanked us for our podcast with tickets actually yes our podcast is very popular around here so Pesk you went to Sassuolo 7-0 one opening who scored the opening? so the first opening was scored by Alexandro and actually it was scored because <laughs> we arrived even late at the stadium so it was scored right at the moment we entered the stadium at the 8th minute and to be honest we just watched it with the side of our eyes and it was a normal goal then two goals of Sami Kedira. Kedira. Then uh, and Kedira scores it means that the lever is played low, low because really low. Ke- really low. <laughs> Sami Kedira is the slowest football player ever. He's very slow. He's very slow. It's uh, I mean it, yes, he watched I think Netflix backwards because it's too fast for him, right? Exactly. Then one goal of Miralem Pjanic that was probably the most beautiful goal in the match, and then three goals of Pipita. Uh, Iguain, El Gonzalito, Gonzalo. Out of which I just watched two because at the 85 minutes on the 6-0 for showing my disapproval of the scoring and the general level of the game I left the stadium. Sounds like you're an asshole, Pesca. But explain <laughs> us why. So, usually in Liga when Barcelona wins 5-1 against uh, whatever Deportivo La Coruña, they're happy, they're happy. Honest, what about you? It was the most boring game because I never... Seven goals? It was the most boring game because I never seen... You cannot call it a game where basically there was just one team and actually the, the team that was winning was not even playing that well but the other team was just the awfulest team in the world basically they were not even making a pass they had a new brand striker that basically was, didn't know Babacar where to go Babacar, uh, yeah. legend legend uh, didn't know where to go so really it was, it was just terrible and painful what was the was the, the, the best player for Sassuolo? what do you think? somebody can say uh, Lirola was probably the, the best, the only player that impressed me. Peluso, Peluso was pretty terrible. Lirola actually, the other thing... Do you have it a fantasy actually, football, Lirola? We want to know. Actually, we have people that ask. Do you have a fantasy... F- yeah, fantasy I do have Lirola at fantasy football. Okay. So, all, hold on. In, in all this speaking from Fabrizio, we're forgetting the elephant in the room. What is the elephant in the room, Fabrizio? Is it my panza? <laughs> well, also your panza. What is the elephant in the room when we talk about Juventus Sassuolo? 
Well, sorry. We're eating chips too. Well, the thing is that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the president of Sassuolo supports Juventus. And? What does? What Meanwhile, just for your information, on a pan, we are putting... Uh, we put some oil to, to boil a little bit the, the pan. And now we are putting the meatballs to warm up and to have some amazing meatballs to have polenta with. But the, the, the oil has to be a little bit cold, and so you need to warm it up. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's warming, it's warming. Now, talking again. What is the elephant in the room when we are talking about Juventus and Suolo? Well, Pesca, uh, I'm just trying to translate what you're trying to say to our friends from Nairobi. Mm -hmm. What you say, Nairobi is always in our heart. <laughs> But uh, you're trying to say, okay, Juventus made a lot of deals. You, you know what we are talking about, Fabrizio. Let me, okay, Pesca, if you guys followed the episode number two, which is, I think, uh, the Tomasi Carbonara, we talked about Dietrologia. Pesca here is making the best example of Dietrologia Italiana. It means You know, Sassuolo lost for some reasons, which is uh, the president of Sassuolo supports Juventus. And? And Juventus and Sassuolo make many deals on the transfer How market. many deals? How many, uh, actually, how many players that were in Sassuolo squad, the initial team, were actually on loan from Juventus? I'm not sure. How many? You tell me. So, we have Lirola, we have uh, Politano. Politano is not... Is uh, not? Well, no, is we not. have Berardi. Berardi is not... Well, they are all kind of... Well, let's say they are all... We're not going to delete this, Pes, because this is going no, 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 uh, everywhere. No, 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 it's true, but you can go and check it. They are all kind of gifts gave from Juventus to Sassuolo, because they, are all, they were all players in Juventus. Politano uh, is not... Berardi, Juventus had an option on it, actually, and sold it to Sassuolo. Sassuolo bought it back, and in the end, Berardi was in talks to move to Juve, but then he said, actually, I support Inter, and I'm stupid as much as Balotelli is, so I think I'm, I'm going to take a random choice for my career, and he didn't join Juve. Lirola probably is, uh, is aligned from Juve, yes. Yeah, but the thing Peluso, is that maybe. Peluso was sold by Juventus to uh, Sassuolo. Matri? Matri was property of AC Milan when he went to... Not Juve? Yes, not Juve. What, what, how many other players? I'm not sure, we should, uh, we should, we should check. check. But, but the thing is... But the, actually, this is part of the Trojia Pesk. And guess what, I'm gonna answer you with uh, what happens in the pitch. Two years ago, Juventus lost one game in Sassuolo, 1-0. Mm -hmm. Juventus was playing 10 against 11 because Chiellini was sent out. Mm -hmm. and? and after that, Juventus was in deep crisis. It was like minus 14 from the from the the Vetta of Serie A. And they were talking about sucking Allegri, which by the way he trains a swallow a few years ago, about 10 years ago or something. Well what happened is that we lost and we were about to lose the scudetto. And, and in reality we came back, we won all the games and we won Scudetto. This was season 2015. I think it was 2015-2016 was the last Scudetto with Pogba. I'm just telling you that actually with Sassuolo for us is always very tough. Another yeah, time with just I... to stop this word from a Juventus Sassuolo, from a Juventus supporter, I just pour one cup of flour inside the bowl while you can hear the meatballs sound of joy. Okay, this, this is good, Pesk. This is good. Anyways... Um... So, I've just poured the flour inside The, the bowl, it's a pretty big bowl, and I'm mixing in order not to have polenta that has like uh, uh, little stones inside, but has to be perfect, smooth, as a little baby ass. Yes, uh, I see you have experience in smoothening, uh, I mean, because you, after all you're a father or something, right? Exactly. Let's uh, just put it this way. So, 
anyways, Juventus won 7 nil and uh, Higuain scored 3 goals. Even I don't know why you're not talking about the, the Pepita. He scored amazing goals, Pesk. I, I saw it from, uh, from the highlights. Well, they were pretty good. Like, the first one, I, I'm trying to remember. The, um, the first one was uh, not incredible. The second was pretty good. I like it. Oh, Something is burning. I love that sound. The others were, let's say, on average, and uh, as always, Fabrizio is a big supporter. Actually, I mean, if man, maybe you didn't really see them, because he scored an amazing goal under the legs of the, somebody, and he just shoot very yeah, hard. But the level of the match was just terrible. Well, uh, you know, if play, like if Juventus was playing against uh, a team of ninjas from Japan, second division, probably they were even better. Yeah, I mean, ninjas in Japan are pretty good at football, a uh, little better than samurai. But um, yes, I mean, I would say that usually these games end up for Juve 2-0, mm-hmm. but this time, or 3-0 or 4-0, but this time Pipita, he wanted to score more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And he made three great goals. Well, Pipita scored the fourth, the fifth, no, actually the fifth, the sixth and the seventh goal. Yes, you're pretty accurate, Pesk. Uh, he scored good goals and I think he did it because uh, he felt that he was uh, criticized too much lately. Do you, do, you, do you feel like he was the only one playing after the fourth goal, Pesk? No, no, no. I really like, to be honest, being on a positive side, I really like the match of the Shilio. Solid, solid. Solid. It's coming back to a nice point. That's uh, you just said he played against nobody. I mean, uh, okay, yeah, but uh, any, in any case, he could have like just played shit instead he played really well. And uh, usually the Shilio was kind of lost in our hope, in our minds. So, is uh, Matteo De Sciglio able to stop Harry Kane and Dele Halle Pesk, the Tottenham? First of all, is De Sciglio going to play? Uh, probably probably not. Probably he's going to prefer him to Rar or something. But so, let's put things in context. Let's, let's put things in context. So, Juventus is going to play Tottenham mm-hmm. in a week. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham is playing really great football. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I didn't watch the match Liverpool-Tottenham, but it seems that it was an awesome match. Even if uh, Salah, that I love Salah, Salah is an awesome player, I don't know how... He's a great cook. Yeah? He's also a great cook, probably. I think he does an incredible kebab. Classic, classic, classic Egyptian. <laughs> Besides jokes, no. Um, I think he's an incredible player. I loved him when he was playing in Roma. I was pretty sad when he left the, the Italian Serie A because he's a play- player who was incredible to watch, really humble. He's playing for uh, Liverpool now. He scored against Juventus too, but uh, with Fiorentina, he had a good time in Italy. He was sold over the summer, now he scored 21 goals. But let's focus on, on Tottenham. I watched the game and I can tell you that Tottenham is the worst opponent for Juve right now. Tell me why he's the worst opponent. Because actually they played really, really good football. They're very fast and they don't lose their, uh, you know, they're very tactical too. They're fast and tactical well, at the same time. Pochettino is a really good manager. I really like his uh, mentality. I really like uh, the, how the team is playing. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, indeed, it was not the easiest uh, team to, to be found. In you, you got Harry Kane, you got Dele Halli, you got Eriksen, which actually I interviewed back in the days, about uh, five years ago. I interviewed him in Danish, but this is another story from my personal so podcast. Tell me something in Danish. Multetaken. Uh, it means thanks a lot. It means many things. <laughs> many things. Many things. Oh, or higgling. Higgling? Higgly. Higgly. What does it mean? Happiness? 
It means like something very cozy. They love cozy stuff. They love cozy stuff in Denmark. Yes, it's an amazing place, sort of. So, but uh, going back to Tottenham, mm-hmm. it's true that they're they're really they're really a great team and they're very fast and they can be very tactical and dangerous. So if they actually go, if they if they score first against Juve, I think Juve risk to get out. However, Where did they play the, the initial match for Patrizio. Uh, they're gonna play it in Torino. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna watch for you, for you, for you guys. But the thing is, if Juventus manages to not get a goal, I'm sure it's gonna pass. I mean, uh, it's about the clean sheet. If Juventus skips the clean sheet, it's gonna pass. And that's the thing because you said that Juventus played badly, even though he scored, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. But why Juventus plays badly? Did he ever play well, Juventus? Juventus last year played well for four months. From February to 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 until the the final actually mm-hmm. even the final they played well they lost against Madrid. Yeah, to be honest, they play a really nice half. But the thing is that the way this year is is making the team play Allegri is a very slow team. Okay. Are you, are you a supporter of Allegri? I don't think so. I mean, uh, honestly. Uh, Yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm not because uh, it's. I mean, I Juventus fan, and I have to watch the games because it's my addiction. And uh, you want to hear the typical comment of uh, Allegri during the match? Die, 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 die. He's always saying that. Always. And, uh, is he talking about football? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the guy plays very slow. I mean, he makes the team playing very slowly with the, with the, when the team keeps the ball. Because he thinks, okay, that's the best way to defend, keeping the ball. And then, since he has so many good players, uh, Dybala now is not playing, but he has Dybala, Dagas Costa, Bernardeschi, Higuain, they can just solve the match all of a sudden in scoring. Sturaro plays. And he prefers, uh, I mean, like Dagas Costa, Bernardeschi, Dybala, they started so many times from the bench. He'd rather have uh, like a bad guy like uh, Mandzukic, they can just protect the ball, or maybe Matuidi, which is a player I love, but definitely I would prefer That's somebody else. Actually got injured. Yes. But uh, I mean, uh, he's really good uh, for, uh, let's say, for the structure of his body. But in reality, Marquisio would do a much better job in the midfield, even though he's coming from uh, from an injury too. Uh, Juventus plays very slowly because he, they want to defend first, they don't want to get the goal. And that's the reason why he's not putting Douglas Costa Bernardeschi yet. Because you want them to learn that they have to first keep the ball and they don't have to try to dribble. Which is crazy. Cause so basically players. they don't have to play football. Exactly. And then you get uh, you get uh, these matches with Sassuolo when you have uh, Kedira that is scoring. And Kedira is scoring because it's part of a context. Because in the end, even a slow player like Kedira can find himself in front of the box. That's uh, that's about it. I really agree with this view. Unfortunately, uh, I think also that's an heritage of uh, Juventus. Juventus always matter more the winning and not the gear. Uh, the playing. Do you remember any uh, trainer that you say, oh my god, we're playing really good in terms of like fantasy, in terms of... Uh, you know, I mean, I think Marcello Lippi definitely played well, Ancelotti played well, but for instance, let's take... Were the, were the trainers that actually, well, Ancelotti lost? No, but let's think about this. Let's think about Ancelotti. He was playing well and he arrived second for two times in a row back in the early 2000s and he was sucked because he didn't win the championship. So Allegri knows that in Italy, the what matters uh, is winning. But the funny thing is that uh, I think in the end this atteggiamento, this strategy, is gonna pay for Juventus against Tottenham. Because... Uh, you think so? Yes, yes, because uh, Pochettino or Pochettino... Pochettino. You wanna comment on that? Pochettino. You wanna comment on that? Pochettino. Okay, we're going through this. <laughs> Otherwise we can go forever. 
Pochettino, he makes great football and Allegri I don't think will be able in another years to make it, these players playing like that for many reasons. So that at least the good thing, the advantage of Allegri in Champions League is that he trains the only team that plays really badly, that covers uh, the pitch in a great way, that doesn't get a, a single goal, at least until the final we hope. And then can still score. So I think actually the weaponics of Juventus is playing like complete crap and then score a goal and then win uh, this out out until uh, maybe one day he's gonna lift the trophy. We don't know yet. So you think this year Juventus is gonna lift the trophy? I'll see you in Kiev, Pesk. But now, now I want to I know how it's going the Pelissier paradox. Special polenta con polpette. The Pelissier is going pretty well. In the polenta, actually, just to add some flavor, we put um, some cheese because the melted cheese inside the polenta is just amazing. An important thing for this dish to be good. What is it? What is it? Is always to mix the polenta. You mean stir, Pesk? You're stirring. I'm stirring the polenta as I was uh, allegri mixing all the players. Stirring in Italian is mischiare. Esatto, mischiare le carte. Mixing cards, stirring the cards, stirring the polenta. Can you, can you smell it? Can you smell that? Yes, it's, it's a great mic. I think this is the best microphone I ever smelled in my life. <laughs> so what is the next point? Pesk. We have to watch something. We're gonna watch something right now. You're gonna love it. It's the real highlights from Napoli and Benevento. And we're gonna, we're gonna comment with our friends just in a second. Everybody, we're back with Benevento Napoli. Pesk, do you know the score of Benevento Napoli? 2-0, Okay, this was a surprise for you guys, but uh, thanks to Pesk. We, you guys for know. Who? For who? Yeah, we don't know, we don't know. Anyway, anyway, the curious thing about Benevento Napoli is that Benevento is it's a... What we call actually in Italian a testa coda. It's a testa coda because Napoli is first with 53 points. Benevento is last with something like 8 points. Benevento is dressed in... Uh, in um, yellow and, uh, and red. Beautiful dress, I actually really like. What's the name of Benevento in Italian uh, League, the nickname? No, they are called the witches. Actually, the, the stregoni. I don't, don't know how to say, it's the male of the witch. Uh, actually, I think it's a, it's a female witch in the, in the crest. But what's interesting about this match is that, anyways, this is a derby, because they're both from the re- same region. Benevento is a small uh, village in Campania, while Napoli, as you guys know, it's, it's a big metropolis. Um, here, we, right now, we see we see Amzik missing a goal. Uh, Napoli has been forcing Benevento, but at the beginning, Benevento was actually resisting pre- quite well. Pesk, do you, do you comment on that? Well, it's actually, yeah, I, I see a team that... Uh, ooh, what a goal, Mertens. Uh, can you describe this goal, Fabrizio? Pe- I mean, he just made something amazing. So let's let's uh, let's see what what happens here. So Mertens received from Alan. Alan pretends that he's giving the ball to Al- to <laughs> Mertens. Can, can you say again, Fabrizio? Yes, I can say it again. So Alan, Alan for Mertens. Mertens in the box gives the ball to Alan. No, no, no. He actually doesn't give it, and he makes a cucchiaio. A lob. You wanna, what, what's up? He made a lob. 
he made a lob and they made a very strange celebration. I think, I think uh, actually from here I can see Insigne is quite pissed. Why, Pesk? He was quite pissed because probably wanted the ball for scoring. Or maybe actually because uh, he didn't score a great goal as uh, he could. And then again, Mertens here, it's, uh, it's shooting. He another lob. He, he tried try lob, another lob the same to make another... Whoa, amazing. And who's here? D'Alessandro? Number 99 from Benevento. He tries a Del Piero trick, but he couldn't. Actually, the first match without Ciciretti. Ciciretti was my fantasy football team. Number 10, Ciciretti. He just left for Parma. Uh, I think also for zero, basically. It's crazy when uh, these kind of teams, they don't... Uh, where is gonna go? Whoa, another goal. Hold on a second. What happened here, Pesk? What happened here? So they started the second match, the second half. Uh, Callejon for Amzik. Um, and Amzik score. Is it a good season for Amzik, Pesk? I'm eating. What are you eating, Pesk? Are you eating the Palisier Paradox uh, Polenta with the Polpete Legacy? I'm eating an amazing meatball. Mm, so tasty. No. Attenzione, attenzione, attenzione. I see a penalty. Penalty for Benevento. Don't tell me the trainer. Who's, who's Don't tell me the trainer. No way. Hold on a second, hold on a second. So what happened is that they gave a penalty to Benevento and they, thanks to the video assistant referee, VAR, it was recalled the decision. What do you think about it, Pesk? I love the VAR. I'm six is out now. I think the match is ending. And uh, Who enter? In, instead of uh, Hamsik. Um De Rosa, it's a great player from the... And then uh, uh, Mertens gets out because he's injured and Rog is, is entering again. But we want to reassure it was not a serious injury. Uh, what, what do you think about the season of Mertens' pass? He didn't score many goals this year. He didn't score many goals this year, but he scored uh, more continuously. Last year he was on fire, but literally like was making three four goals but maybe he was missing the most important matches now this year it seems that he's like scoring also in these small um, matches that last year actually napoli was always losing so pretty good and another ama amazing match from Kolibali. i think Kolibali, Kolibali best defender in Serie A, i would say best defender after whom um letizia letizia so guys i hope uh, i hope you can find letizia on google and have fun with it I think anyway, the way I saw it, I mean, it was definitely not difficult for Napoli to beat Benevento. At the beginning, a bit pressure from Benevento on Naples. And um, definitely the kids had fun here to watch this match. A very yeah, small stadium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have loved to be a small kid from Benevento watching my team getting kicked ass. Anyways, Benevento will always pass the history because uh, uh, with Brignoli, they scored a goal with the goalkeeper against AC Milan and they tied 2-2. Where were you, Pesk, at that moment? But the most important thing about this match, it was the first match without Ciciretti. We'll miss you, Ciciretti. Hope to see you next year. And where? In Napoli. Okay, you want to see Ciciretti playing for Naples? He's actually going to play for Naples for sure already. How many how many tattoos has Ciciretti on his body? Probably is uh, the same amount that Ibrahimovic has on his shoulder on his back. Ciciretti basically is the. Um, when you look on the dictionary for the word tamarro, you find the face of Ciciretti. How do you say tamarro in English? I don't know. Chav. Can you say it again? Chav. Can you say it again? Chav. Okay, I think enough times for our fans from Oltre Oceano. Pesk, back on uh, the Pelissier. I will say that our Pelissier meatballs are ready. Do you want to try one, Fabrizio? I can try if you 
if you allow me to do so so I'm gonna get one of those meatballs they're chicken meatballs I'm gonna smell them for you guys okay they smell okay good job Hask who taught you this uh, recipe? Uh, my grand 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 grandmother okay there was a party from the past that's great you can travel in time and space she could travel in time okay it's good for Pesk, uh, good for your family. I think you have an amazing Christmas because uh, you, all your uh, relatives are coming in and uh, just, just talk to you. It's kind of Coco if you watch the movie. Did you watch Coco? Uh, yeah, of course. Did you watch it? If, if, it, if I watch it? Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it, but thanks, wop, for, wop, wop, wop. thanks for the spoiler and thanks for the person that is making these uh, technical sounds and everything. I'm going to taste the uh, polpetta right now. Mmm. Wow. Okay, guys. This is very warm. Maybe. <laughs> so Fabrizio has lost <laughs> the ability to speak, and thank God I was waiting for this all the podcast. Well, we should rethink the fact that we cook and um, we cook and talk about football pests, but some of our friends from Nairobi, we from Hong Kong, more about Sergio Pellissier. Yes, but they also want to know why we're cooking and talking about football at the same time. Just because, basically, we have our <laughs> everyday life and we need to talk about football every week at least, because we love to talk about football. And we would love to do it while cooking an amazing pasta dinner. And that's why we want to share with you guys. We're not cooking pasta now, Pesk. Pasta, polenta... Palisier, paradox... A lot of words. Basically, it's also a way to experiment new dishes and say, oh my god, I want to talk about this player, but what kind of dish will represent this player? So, first the player, then the dish. Hate the game, not the players, something like that. Is this Taylor Swift, Pesk? You, you're quoting Taylor Swift? She was quoting me back in the days. Back in the days, which is two months ago. Uh, but yes, I mean, I think, guys, uh, our, our, our purpose to do that is also that, you know, there are many people who talk about culture, but who can cook and talk about culture at the same time? Not us, for sure. <laughs> Not us, but actually, yes, us. And uh, this is even difficult for our grandmas. Okay, maybe our grandmas can do that. But most important thing, tonight also, Sanremo is starting. Is he starting tonight? Yeah, we should maybe do a, a podcast about Sanremo and cooking football together. I didn't get my invitation. So what's Sanremo Pesk and why is it important for Italians? Sanremo basically is the Eurovision of Italy, but just for Italian singers. Sing, context, song, for... Like Eurovision. It's basically like Eurovision, but uh, there are no crazy costumes. I mean... No, and it's taken really seriously. So who's, uh, who's, who's on stage? Well, and why is important? Claudio Baglioni is presenting. Claudio Baglioni is... Wow, wow. Claudio Baglioni is basically the... I don't know, the... Paolo Maldini of the uh, 90s. I would say more the Francesco Totti of the 90s. For, for music. For our gr- mothers. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> our mothers. For our mothers. Or more the Alessandro Del Piero. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. no I, I wouldn't associate with no, Alessandro Del Piero. Because I would say that Venditti uh, uh, is Francesco Totti, for sure. It's from Rome. Antonello Venditti, check it out. Claudio Baglioni is from Rome. But he's more Lazio. I would say he's more. Uh, Karl Poborski? Uh, no. Diego Simeone? No. Stefano Mauri. Stefano Mauri went to jail for gambling? I don't think so. We actually apologize for to the low years of uh, Claudio Baglioni. But you guys should check out... Please uh, don't sue us. You know, the whole thing about Sanremo, or Festival di Sanremo, is that uh, basically there are two moments in which the, 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 the country of Italy stops. Either when he's playing the national team, okay, like the final of the World Cup, let's say, 
or the first night of Sanremo. And that's because Rai, which is the Servizio Pubblico, the public broadcast, is pouring so much money into Sanremo. It's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy numbers. How much? How many? How much? Uh, how many millions this year, Pesk? Billions. 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 So basically, this year it's actually 16 millions for Sanremo. One euro per person in Italy. More? No, 16. One six. Ah, okay. Well, it's it's like we're paying 50 cents each. Pretty good in math, right? 35. <laughs> I'm pretty good in math. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then how many cents we're paying for individual pesk? Well, I would say about uh, 42 cents. 42 cents. Okay, guys, from... Uh, right in the notes, right or wrong. <laughs> our friends from Sydney are gonna confirm this number. Okay, guys. So, the polenta is ready. You want to make one last shot? I mean, what's, uh, what's the secret of this polenta pesk? The secret of this polenta is remembering the heart of Pelissier. The same heart that you always put in every game you put with uh, uh, Chievo Verona. It might not be the fanciest team, it might not be the fanciest player. It's, it's not. It's not, the, it's not the fanciest. I don't think nobody, nobody's gonna hear it. describe Pelissier to the people out there if they have never seen it? Even if, like, probably would put a picture about him. How I does he look like? He's like? He looks like a lumberjack, basically. No, I think actually he's the, the Steven Seagal of uh, the Eastern uh, Italy. Yeah, an amazing beard. The only player from Val d'Aosta, really famous. Do you know any other player from Val d'Aosta so famous? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, oh yes, De Cheye. Uh, De Cheye well. <laughs> is the left back. It's a very well. small region. But it, we'll give another match, another episode about De Cheye. He's the left back from Juve. What, what would you cook for De Cheye? What would I cook? Yeah, in, in his honor. I think I would warm up some milk. <laughs> and throw it on the floor, probably. Exactly, so it gets stronger, maybe, by cleaning sorry, the floor. Sorry to the lawyers of the Cheye. We love the Cheye. Cheye is a great guy. So, Pesk, the last secret. What's the last touch? So, you're stirring the polenta. Yeah. You're the dazzling the, the, the chicken, uh, the chicken uh, polpette. Yeah. And then you serve it together on a dish. The meatball is on one side. How about the pepper? How about the pepper? Well, we put some pepper like together. Not too much though. Not too much though. In order to give some spice, it would be awesome to have like some mushrooms. Unfortunately, we don't have it right now to put it on the side together. Well, actually, but our friends, they don't know that we don't have it. So we can just say, we're gonna add some mushrooms right now. Imagine some mushrooms. They're amazing mushrooms. And then the butter pesk. And then a little bit of butter just to give some consistency. Inside the polenta. Everything while you're steering as well. Like Thinking you about Pelissier. Like you were steering. Uh, Why would you steer so much? I don't know, like uh, once uh, while I was on the dance floor, but yeah, I was with a mop. And you were then, like you were steering with your hands together, like. And dancing. Circles around, like that. Dancing YNCA. Okay, with this, guys, we'll let you go. Have a great day. Pesk and I. Have a safe night. And have a safe flight. And for our friends in Nairobi, stay classy in Nairobi. Stay always classy. See you next week.